is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, joined by Jack and Kaylin. It is Wednesday night, September 29th. It's uh, Wisconsin week, uh, so looking at a 4-0 and Michigan football team. Uh, and I think the funniest things I've seen on social media going through this week is that Wisconsin – fans think that they have the worst team in the world and Michigan fans also think that they have the worst team in the world. So we're, we're just so fucking dramatic, man. Like, <laughs> it's awful. Uh, it's like the fans on Twitter have been fighting about who, uh, who, you know, thinks that they're going to lose by more uh, basically. So I finally watched uh, I was able to watch the full first half of the Michigan game. I didn't even watch the second half because positive vibes only. That's all. <laughs> Love that. Love that for you. Kate is still on track to win the Heisman. I uh, <laughs> I take back anything I said about putting JJ in next week. Kate did. Kate did really, really, really well in that first half last week. I, I feel agree. like we didn't talk about that enough when, <laughs> when we recorded on Sunday. Um, and like that one touchdown pass that he missed to Schoonmaker. Schoonmaker like tripped off the line of scrimmage it's, so that could al- it's almost like i said this on sunday but you weren't paying attention i was so foggy yeah my brain wasn't working <laughs> i just wanted to get that out there right away all right positive vibes only here let's let's everybody chill the fuck out i love that i love that um no i mean i go and let's talk about that a little bit more be- before we go into what you know wisconsin looks like i mean i think that there are people out there that are like commenting on the Umish football Instagram, put JJ in like pictures of Kate it's like, dude, fuck off. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I can't, I don't know. I, I'm not going to, first of all, like I said on set on Sunday, like it is a bad play to put in your freshman quarterback in for the first time ever in like a true situ, not garbage time situation on the road at Wisconsin against a team that is still probably the best front seven, like in the big 10. And so if, you know, if not top two, so like, I don't know, I just don't think you should overreact enough to say, Oh, Cade has one bad half. Cade McNamara still has not turned the ball over in a Michigan football uniform. No. In his career. So I'm not ready to jump ship. Like some, crazy people are it's almost yeah. like you know it's funny because they're like oh he had a bad half of football we're ready to jump ship it's like it's almost like we're a uh, qb at wisconsin who had a not a great yep. game you know hey yeah i mean that's what their fans are saying for sure um but i don't know to be honest i don't even know who their like backup is uh, i don't think I, they have one I don't, well, I definitely know that they don't have some five-star freshman sitting there. Um, I mean, Jack Cohn was the, uh, would have been their backup and he just beat them at Notre Dame. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't know who their second string is, but I mean, I think everybody in the world was riding Graham Mertz, uh, 
you know, going into going into the season after after what he did in the last five games last year, or sorry, the first five games last year when they were like that first game he threw five touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, I know it's COVID, so I think you just like chalk it up to who knows what the hell happened there. Um, but I mean, he looked very legit. This was like one of the first times ever they had a, a quarterback that can move a little bit too. So it was almost like, holy shit, Wisconsin's going to start moving the ball differently than running. And they've tried to do that this, this year, but haven't been able to. One touchdown to six picks does not help you out there. No. Chase Wolf is a red shirt junior. That's their, that's their backup, I guess. Uh, I wonder if he's gotten any playing time. I don't think so. He didn't play against uh, – he didn't play against Notre Dame, even though Mertz had four interceptions. So, I doubt that, wild. you know, if, <laughs> if, if, uh, I, if he was any good at all, I assume that he would have seen some time in that game. You know, I know – He got three touches football. against Eastern Michigan. Oh, well, well. Eagles. Two for three. Our Eagles. Go Eagles. Um, no, I mean, the thing is that I, I think that this offense, I, I am concerned about the offense a little bit, just but I'm more concerned about what we're doing with the offense rather than what the offense, it, you know, the, the players and the abilities of these guys. Do you guys agree with that? It, it's more so you're, you're saying it's more so on Gaddis than this talent yeah, pretty that he's much. got. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the capability is there. Yeah, I, I just – I mean, at some point, you do have to open it up. And I understand not, quote-unquote, having to yet, um, you know, that, that they've been able to get away with it. But So it got a little scary at Rutgers, second half. I, I mean, yeah, that's like when you would have wanted him to be able to say, all right, let's open it up. We need to do that. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. I, I, I'm in the boat that I've, I think that – we're going to look back at this Wisconsin game and look back at this Rutgers game and say, thank God that happened in the second half of uh, Rutgers so that it like was a shock factor for Gaddis and this team and this offense that they are going to have to do something like that. Because if, if all that were to happen in the first half against Wisconsin, and it still may, but then it's like, oh, shit. Now what do we do, you know? <laughs> Hopefully they make an adjustment in the second half. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, going going to Wisconsin, too, I mean, I think that people, I mean, specifically Wisconsin fans are all down on this team. I still, my bet is that this team bounces back and has, a, you know, I know they're one and two, but I bet you they have an eight and four year. Um, they're, they're, they're going to figure something out on offense and they have too good of a defense, uh, to not figure it out. Um, you know, they've only allowed an average of 25 rush yards a game. That's insanity. That's wild. Including what's the, I mean, the crazy stat against Notre Dame. Right. What do you say? It was three rush yards, three rushing yards against Notre Dame. Notre Dame scored 41 (laughs) points, three rushing yards. That is unreal. And, I mean, That's only 200, 230 pass yards. Not, yeah, nothing wild. 242 total yards, and you score 42, 41 points and lose by, you know, what, 
30 something or close to 30. Right. So it's four picks will do to you, right? Four <laughs> picks and a kickoff return, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that just goes to show that, you know, Jim Harbaugh and Josh Gaddis, you can't show up and be like, well, we're going to run the ball all day. 100%. I mean, you, you, like, this is where I think you have, I'm waiting for Josh Gaddis to, and Jim Harbaugh too, to step in as well and say, hey, our game plan earlier against earlier this year against Washington, right? They said our game plan against Washington was to run the ball because that's what we saw. They had their safeties back. They were daring us, you know, blah, blah, blah. We did it. We just ran the ball and they we're going to do it until they stop us. So now I'm waiting for them to say what happens when it's the other way around, right? When it's, Hey, they're daring us to throw the ball. They, you know, and we need to, we need to game plan for this specific opponent. Well, game plan for Washington and also game plan for Wisconsin. I don't want to see on Saturday that you had the same game plan for Wisconsin as you did Washington, right? Or something similar. Right. Keep yeah. talking. Keep talking. Yeah, I'll just, I'll talking. I was, that was a good point. I, I feel like it. you were going on a rant there. I, was, I, was Sorry. I mean, I'm, I've already gone on five rants. We've been in, on this podcast for five minutes. So um, get a rant a minute here. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I, I think that that's like, that's what I, I think we're waiting for Josh Gaddis to have that breakthrough game where you see him specifically game plan for a defense and beat them because of what he put hit because of the position that he put his players in rather than something just kind of works, you know, and we overpower a team that's an inferior opponent. Um, this could be this game, I think for that. Yeah. Use, I mean, utilize your strengths and attack the other team's weaknesses. That's what probably want to see. I mean, obviously this, like we talked about, this defense is pretty tough, so this may not be the game for him to do it, but if we see something, you know, to encourage the Michigan fan base and help Michigan get a W. I mean, that'd be great. I just, I think it'll be tough for him to do it this game. Yeah, I think kind of winning this game, honestly, it comes with getting pressure on Graham Mertz. We've seen him, you know, dance around in the pocket in terms of, you know, when pressure's in his face, he doesn't make the greatest decisions. So I think you know, one of the first things we need to do is get pressure on him so that he continues to make bad decisions. Hey, man, shout out uh, Luke Seibert's or Seibert's on uh, Instagram. He was saying, Jamon Green, I think he called for a pick six. If we can get some pressure on Graham Mertz and will Jamon Green pick six or somebody, that'd be fucking See, awesome. There we go. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my, for Mike McDonald on the defensive side as well, um, I think it's the it's the same thing where he's been bend but, but don't break and not sending pressure. But in this situation where you've got a quarterback that is on his heels, not feeling comfortable, you know, throw, making mistakes, do you adjust and start sending pressure to try and get him off his game? And that's where, you you know, you start making an impact. I think so. But assume so. Hope so. Yeah, because Graham Mertz hasn't had, like, wild passing games, I don't think. I mean, he's put up some yards, but nothing, like, absurd, right? Not this year. 
Last year he did. Right, last year he did, but this year. Yeah, last year. I, I, I mean, after last year, I expected him to have a huge year this year. Which is weird because I think they have a bunch of their guys back who were out due to COVID and stuff last year. So, like, yeah, they and, should be awesome. And the thing is that Graham Mertz, they're now throwing the ball like crazy. They're, they're throwing the ball more, way more than they're running the ball. I would love to know, you know, they had, let's see, against, against uh, Notre Dame, they threw the ball 41 times and ran it, uh, let's see, about 30-ish. I mean, when was the last time that Wisconsin threw the ball over 10 more times than they've run it? Dude, couldn't tell you. When was the last time they threw the ball more than 10 times? <laughs> 41 throws is a ton for one That's game. That's insane. Yeah. So, and, I mean, obviously their run game wasn't working against Notre Dame be- either because they only ran it for 78 yards uh, as well. Um, but, I mean, if, <laughs> I don't know, man. I It's just it, – it's it may be a different Wisconsin team than we're used to, and so it'll be interesting to how uh, how – Mike McDonald uh, challenges that. Um, and so the other thing too, I want to, I do want to talk about Cade versus JJ at some point, because when I'm not ready, obviously, I think we all agreed. We're not ready to make any type of switch right now after one bad half. Mm-hmm. But if, as we talked about on Sunday, you need a spark. If you're, you go down 14, nothing, the you know or or twenty one nothing or something in the first half. The offense is not moving the ball. He makes some bad throws. Maybe throws an interception. At what point would you guys be okay with saying, "Hey, let's see what let's see what JJ can do"? I mean, I think it just have to be obvious to McNamara that it wasn't his day. That that's what it would be for me. Like you said, it would have to be a a spark situation. I think if you know. We're within a score or two. McNamara would stay in. But if you're down by three touchdowns, I think it'd be like, all right, we got to – it's clearly not Cade's day. Let's try something else. That's what I would expect. I actually think that J.J. should be worked into the game plan as mm-hmm. being a different look for the Wisconsin defense because I think that anytime they run a read option with Cade, he's handing the ball off. I think JJ has a little bit more athleticism. And so you can maybe put him in for a drive in a specific type of situation, run a read option and maybe catch the defense sleeping just to mix it up a little bit. And it would also please some fans. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. I see. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but putting him in for a whole drive. I mean, if he scores, are you are you gonna take him out after that? I mean, it doesn't even need to be a drive. Honestly, it could just be like a series, something to kind of just mix it up, throw a little wrench in it. Uh, you know, I don't know if I don't know how prepared Wisconsin will be for something like that. And I think it's just like just crazy enough to be like, oh, what what was that? You know? Yeah. Then you then they're thinking about it all day, too. You you throw so that okay? Like I don't just like a spark thing or like a regular thing. I don't think it should be like a regular thing. I think it should it should be like just one of those like you know 
and again i'm not in the meeting rooms i don't know i haven't watched like wisconsin film but if you see something in the film room and you're like oh we got this qb who's maybe a little bit more athletic if this situation arises in the game let's put jj in for you know one two three downs and see what happens it could be the thing that kind of sparks or it could fall flat but i mean i'm i just want to see josh Gaddis do something besides run you know in the ball plate core we're we're coming up with anything <laughs> possible at this point <laughs> that's basically where we're at that's what it sounds like <laughs> anything but a but a halfback dive yeah right yeah um no i actually don't hate that move every so often maybe it's two plays in a row you know first and second down let's say you know in the first quarter on their second drive or third drive or something uh they get a first down right and so they're driving a little bit and i would want this i would want maybe points on the board or to be in the lead to do this i think just so that it's like more comfortable and not like a desperation type of thing um but I don't mind it because, like you said, even if it falls flat, all of a sudden Wisconsin's like, what the fuck? We were not expecting that. And we, now all of a sudden they're like, you know, all right, searching for plays. What do we do? You know, if uh, if JJ comes in and, and, you know, takes one for – he pulls one for a little bit and sees, you know, goes for even five yards, all of a sudden that's a different look. Um, you know, at the same time, I understand – the last thing I want is to hurt Cade's confidence in this situation. Um, well, so- even if they're having like a solid drive too, and you're getting like back-to-back first downs, last thing I want to do is kill momentum and throw JJ in there. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. if it doesn't work out right, you know, like why, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Maybe we're, Oh, it's not broke. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like if we're talking about, if you like, they need a spark and it is broke, then yeah, throw them yeah, in there. But true. if Michigan's up, then, you know, that's where I'm at. I'm like, there's if there's no point, let's not do it. You just watch the first half, Jack. You can sit there. Yeah, no Positive shit. vibes only, baby. Go <laughs> watch the only. second half. You might be talking different. Nah. Um, nah. No, I mean, I, I maybe we're overthinking it, but I, I don't hate it as an option in the playbook at some point. Um, you know, I, I don't know. May, that would have been a fun thing to do during the Washington game, too. Um, when you're up, you know, two scores or something and see what happens. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I want to, I, I think you got to use your strengths there. Um, I think we're going to find out if Cade can make all those throws. Um, I think that it's, it, it is important for Josh Gaddis to put him in good positions to throw. Um, he did get a little bit of happy feet. He got, you know, he felt uncomfortable there. All of a sudden there was pressure. I mean, that's the one thing I guess that we haven't talked about is Cade. Well, this is actually a false statement. I was about to say Cade really hasn't seen any pressure yet, but his first, his first game ever, he was at Rutgers down like 17, nothing. Um, came back and won it. Came back and won it. But I mean, that's COVID. There's no fans. You know, you're at Rutgers. I don't know. I think going to Camp Randall, this is going to be a real test of can Cade McNamara, you know, lead through adversity. Yeah, and we'll find out this weekend. I mean, I he hasn't shown us. I don't think he's shown us anything yet to 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 actually to doubt him. I think we're just all dramatic fans that 
I think Steven Toski put it best. He put something up on Twitter because people were calling for uh, JJ and whatever. And he's like, he had like a list of things. And one of it was like, Michigan's just like post, post-traumatic stress from like the past three or four years. We're just <laughs> expecting the worst to happen. So let's yeah. put somebody else in there. I think that's where everybody in the fan base is right now. Like, I think if this was, you know, if we didn't have the shitty years we had, I think people would be like, all right, whatever. He had a bad half. Who gives a shit? But I, I, I'm, I'm back in the cage train, man. I'm excited to see what he'll do this weekend. I think he'll do well. I think he'll do well. We all know Cade's legit. We all know the talents there. I mean, I think given the right set of circumstances in terms of like play calling, um, I actually think he could shine really well in this game. So we'll just kind of have to see. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you, Kalen. I think that there, I think it was a week ago or two weeks ago that I said, or we, we all kind of said, we learned that Cade can make all the throws, right? Like he has in the first three games, in the first three and a half games, made all the throws he needed to. He had one bad half where he did make bad throws. I mean, this is a, a guy that is, I mean, nobody's actually expecting him to be a, a Heisman guy. So I think if we were to, like, once again, going into the season, if I told you Cade McNamara has played three and a half really good games and had one bad half, we'd all say, if you, you know, went back to August, I'd be like, hell yeah, that is fantastic. I love it. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Can't agree more. So, I don't know. I I don't want to just, like, throw everything out that he's done in the first three and a half games because of one bad half. And so we may come back, uh, we may come back next week, uh, Sunday and say, Oh, that was, you know, we, we may say that, but I, we may say, Hey, he had one bad half. It was a weird, you know, it was, they were trying to sleepwalk through the second half when they were up 20 to three, blah, blah, blah. You know, there are a lot of things there. Um, so the, the, the last thing I want to talk about with this Wisconsin game specifically is Jim Harbaugh in this Michigan football program playing on the road as an underdog. He is not one. Still, he is yet to win as an underdog, Jim Harbaugh has. And so winning on the road against, against any pretty much decent team, he – Actually, it hasn't even been a game, honestly. The best game he's played against a decent team was, I think, Penn State in 2018 or 19? Uh, 2019, I think, when Ronnie mm-hmm. Bell uh, dropped the ball in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And they went down 21 nothing to start that game. Um, so what do you yeah, guys think? I mean, think? obviously, 2016, Columbus. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't – I have blocked that out from my – Never happened. Yeah, never happened. Um, what do you, I mean, what are you guys – what are you expecting from, you know, different Jim Harbaugh, different team uh, as we've seen? Um, he's talked about starting fast. He's talked about this resiliency and the different attitude and the energy. Do you guys expect to see a different Michigan team on the road? Or could we all of a sudden be talking about same old, same old after this one? I think there's two parts of me. There's optimist me. That's like, you know what? They'll go out. They'll, they'll handle a Wisconsin team. That's seemed to be struggling so far this year. 
Then there's pessimist me who's been a fan, you know, the past few years where we've seen it over and over again, they go play on the road and, you know, it's a heartbreaking loss or it's a blowout or whatever it is. And I think realist me thinks, I think Michigan wins a close game. I think that is a reasonable expectation. I say they they win within a touchdown. Yeah, I saw on FanDuel that it was favored for Wisconsin. The spread was one and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a homer. I'm like, oh, they should go in and win. Mm-hmm. But knowing that we haven't won in Wisconsin in like 20 years, which is insane. Like That's crazy. We play them essentially close to every year. Yeah. It's just like. And the last couple times we were at Camp Randall, like we lost by like 20 or like 30 almost. Yeah. So I just like don't even know (laughs) how to predict this game. Yeah, I I think, um, you know, honestly, Jack, if, if we go out and win a battle of a game on the road and in adversity, I would be so pumped. Honestly, I would almost I would almost feel better if they did it that way than if it was a blowout. That's what I was just about to say. I would honestly rather I'd be more comfortable and really like more proud of this team if they like went down and were able to come back or or just like battle back and forth and mm-hmm. won like in a in a one score game or something. Um, cause then you can like say, all right, this team can take some punches and still, you know, battle back. Um, that's the thing that we, I I'm not sure of yet, especially with what happened against Rutgers. All of a sudden they got punched in the mouth and like, didn't know what to do. So I'm worried that you go into camp Randall, all of a sudden you take a punch on the, on the opening drive, as we've seen them do literally at camp Randall multiple times. It's like, all right, pack it in, you know, type of thing. Um, so I'm excited and, and intrigued to see what they could, uh, what they could do there for sure. Yeah, and especially, I mean, we've, we've, we've had a few players on now and they all talk about the energy and, you know, how much the team rallies around each other and how they're holding each other accountable. I think a close, like, face some adversity type of win against Wisconsin on the road would do great things for that, for those bonds and that energy for the team too, rather than what a blowout would do, right? Like, you got to come together, you got to believe in yourselves and you got to come back and, and, and win the game. And I think them doing that, like, like you said, not only would it make us feel a little bit better about, you know, when they face adversity, they can come back and win the game, but I think it just gets them to build that trust in each other even more. And then it just makes an even more special team. So I'm, I'm with you. I'd like that. I'd love to see that. I just was thinking that I am pretty sure a lot of these guys have not played in an away game in a full stadium. Right. Oh, I mean, half of them. <laughs> Maybe not the ones that are actually playing. Is Cade? He hasn't played. I guess, yeah. I mean, thinking about like Cornelius Johnson, uh, Corum, not really. Um, That's a good point. Forget how young these guys are. Nikai Hill Green, Junior Colson. Junior Colson. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if that'll have an impact. For sure. I, I mean, if I'm talking about myself, I would be shitting my pants probably. <laughs> Deer in headlights for sure, don't you think? 
Man, I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll see how it affects them. Maybe they'll thrive on it. Maybe they'll love it. I mean, if, if talking to Joel and to, and to Vistardis, you know, the last week, I feel like, you know, Vistardis especially where he's like, yeah, we're all like a group, you know, and we build each other up. And honestly, even seeing Blake Corum and a lot of these guys posting stuff about like, these are my brothers, wouldn't want to go to war with anybody else, like blah, blah, blah. Like they really want to keep that, like, I don't know if people are telling them to, but they are truly like feel like they they're in it together uh, and almost like kind of feeding off their own Michigan fan doubters as well. Um, love it. I love that too. Honestly, if I was them, I'd be like, fuck you guys. Like, I, I, you oh, know, yeah. if you're not with us, then, then stay out. Right. Yeah. Got to have that mentality. Totally. So how about, all right, so we talked about this a little bit as well, and speaking on the energy, which count that count that on the board for uh, podcast number uh, 47 in a row that we've talked about the energy of Michigan football. Um, <laughs> I was watching Ted Lasso last night, and I Love texted you guys this. First of all, maybe the greatest show of all time. It's, it's fantastic. Incredible. Fantastic show. It'll it's it'll, as good as the Rockford Files, according to Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Rockford Files. Is that what, what he is said? Yeah, the most Jim Harbaugh thing. Do you watch Ted Lasso? Yeah, it's almost as good as Rockford Files, like some like a show the from the seventies or whatever. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't hear that part of the quote. Oh my god, that is that is very classy. Um, I. <laughs> But uh, fantastic show. It'll pull at your heartstrings. It'll make you smile. It's honestly like giving me a different outlook on life. Honestly, very wow. Wow. Holy shit. If you're talking about positive vibes, it is super positive vibes, right? It is. Definitely. It is. So I have this theory that Jim Harbaugh watching Ted Lasso and taking that in has changed him and changed this. uh, And it's going to be the turning point of this program. <laughs> I will one up you. I will one up you and make right. this super meta because Jason Sudeikis said that Jim Harbaugh inspired him when he was playing Ted Lasso. See? Oh my god. See? I I love it. I mean, I think it's you heard it I, here first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think I was watching um one of the episodes last night was one of the soccer players, like he was down, he's playing terrible. They had to bring him back to like an old place where he played uh, or where, um, what's his nuts played? Uh, Roy uh, Kent. Roy Kent played and they brought who, uh, pretty team boy, captain. right? Oh yeah. yeah, no, team captain, new the captain, Isaac, captain, right? Yeah, yep. So so they bring him back. It's Roy, it's where Roy Kent like learned to love the game. And he said, You need to learn to like to enjoy and love the game again. I feel like Jim Harbaugh this offseason needed to learn how to love the game again. They weren't having fun with it. They, you know, none of that was was there. And all of a sudden he watches Ted Lasso and he's seeing positive things out of people. He's bringing a new energy. And now he loves football again, and that's that's going to be the difference for Michigan. I, I mean, you know, you might be right. Maybe you do have something there. I, I think I just think it's hilarious. Because <laughs> no, would, would that not be the most Jim Harbaugh thing ever? If he like, let's say like uh, we're down the road, they win the Big Ten title, beat Ohio State. He's like on the podium. And he's like, 
I just want to thank my family, God, and Ted Lasso. (laughs) (laughs) See, now I'm definitely getting tickets behind the bench, getting as many people as I can to just be like, Roy Kent, Roy Kent. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's awesome. Oh, my God. I think I do. Um, I do love the chance. I feel like we got to start mm. some soccer chance in Michigan Stadium too. Hell yeah, dude! Get it I, rolling. I would love that. I would love that. The the like, I'm not a huge soccer fan, but their crowds are incredible. Oh, that in is Europe. unmatched. Unmatched. And I just love like I don't know. I love that they just like come up with chance and somehow everybody knows them and screams them in unison. It's really incredible. Well, it's like the student section at uh, at Yost. Yeah, like they've got their own chance, right? Like if that yep. came to the big house, like that would be that would be incredible. Maze Wall they, coming soon. A maze Wall, I would love it. Put it behind uh, one of the field goal posts. Love it, love it. All right, that's my piece on Ted Lasso. I mean, I think that I we got to have another reporter ask him about it. Let's down the line if they're playing well. Like, talk to I'll Larry. Like, we'll have Larry ask him. Larry's got to ask him. That'd be <laughs> hilarious. Oh, God. Um, all right. So, last thing uh, is uh, some picks here, right? We want to yeah. check out the rest of the slate, what's going on around the Big Ten oh, on I got Saturday one more story around the country. For you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I don't know if you guys saw. I think it was Brian John Mary, uh, who mm-hmm. was at Michigan last year. Um, and now at Tennessee, oh, yeah. he said that Michigan crowd is like a tennis crowd. What do you guys I love think about that. that? I love that he said it, but he never coached a game in the big house when there were fans. Come on, dude. Right. Yeah. Like, right. it's just he, – he also, like, when you read the whole article, too, he, he goes on. He, it's not like he backtracks a little bit, but it doesn't sound as bad. Obviously, that's going to be the headline. Um, he, he, like, credits the stadium, the Tennessee stadium. It's more right. like – over you to keep the noise in where Michigan Stadium is more of a bowl. So uh, I, um, after but, reading the we, full article, I didn't hate it so much. But for him to say, like, kind of more like a tennis crowd, I'm like, dude, come on. You haven't why even are you taking shots there. like yeah. that? Yeah, you haven't even been in there. Well, that's that's my question is why, like, what provoked him? Who Did they ask questions about it? Was this, was he trying to like recruit somebody away from Michigan to Tennessee? What, what was the, the, what what was the reasoning for him saying this? I don't recall. Yeah, I don't recall either. Yeah, I mean that's the weird part to me is if you're just like randomly saying that type of stuff, I don't I don't get yeah. it. You know. Also, that's just you just burnt a bridge that you probably already burned, but you just burnt a bridge that like nobody at Michigan, you know, check one school off the the list that isn't going to hire you back, right? Um, right? I don't know that that was weird, but for whatever reason Michigan and Tennessee have this like weird like recruiting and coaches rivalry now like they you know we've had obviously Milton transfer uh Aubrey Mm. Solomon transferred and so we like they've gotten some recruits and you know stuff like that like I'm like people talk about Michigan being an irrelevant program Tennessee is about as irrelevant as it gets (laughs) I'm sorry about that but Holy what shit. was it 97 98 yeah, 97 like, when they were relevant Peyton Manning yeah I mean you could probably say the same about Michigan you know close to it but like yeah at least they've like contended for the title in you know a decent amount of time like 
been been in been playing in big games. Tennessee hasn't even played in a big primetime game that I can think of. You're not wrong there. So, all right, sorry, that was an anti-Tennessee tangent out of nowhere. <laughs> um, all right, so um, looking at uh, the schedule for Saturday, uh, there was one that intrigued me. Iowa and Maryland, I believe. Both undefeated. Both undefeated, but I think everybody kind of writes off Maryland as like, you know, not that great, right? They've played well, but nobody – Maryland just hasn't ever gotten over the hump, right? So they mm-hmm. don't – I don't think they get the respect. Um, but they, Iowa is only a three-and-a-half-point favorite versus Maryland. And it's in That's college park. I mean, is ever is think, anybody saying like, "Wow, Maryland's stadium is going to go crazy"? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just anti everyone else. Maybe stadium, I guess I don't know. <laughs> maybe uh, there honestly, I looked at the like looking at all the games this weekend. There were not a lot of games I felt confident in betting in. There were three games I felt confident about, two more so than the three. But like all of them, I feel like they're kind of toss ups. Like could go any other way. Yeah, I mean, I. Actually, there's some games that are like, I'll watch, but okay, you're right. Yeah, I won't bet on a lot of these games. Um, no. I did think there was one. Michigan State started out, I believe, as only a touchdown favorite over Western Kentucky. Now the line's up to a minus 11. Um, mm-hmm. but that I'd expect that to be, you know, a bigger spread. Totally. At home against Western Kentucky and 730. Like, right. I don't know. That was weird. I don't know. What is Western Western Kentucky's one and two? Their QB stone for 1,200 yards already. What? God. They did just play. Oh, wow. They beat Tennessee Martin 59 21, lost to Army 38 35, and then lost to Indiana 33 31. So maybe they're decent. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they are. See these MSU DBs and how they play. Yeah. Indiana Penn State is Penn State minus 12 and a half now. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll find out now if, if Indiana for sure is like really bad or what, right? Right. Yeah, still don't know enough about Indiana yet to feel comfortable making a bet there. Yeah. And then Nebraska Northwestern, Northwestern's terrible, but Nebraska's minus 12. I mean, that's a pretty big spread for for somebody who is one and two as well. Right. <laughs> sorry. No, they're two. They're two and three. Jeez. Sorry. Fuck. Um, uh, let's see. Oklahoma State Baylor. Oklahoma State minus three and a half. Honestly, no idea what either of those teams have done. No. <laughs> Baylor beat Iowa State last week. I think. I forgot yeah. that the Big Twelve existed. I thought it dissipated after this year. I thought Texas and Oklahoma were already in the SEC. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Um, Texas A&M, though, is only a touchdown favorite over Mississippi State. Um, yeah, I don't know what I feel, how I feel about A&M either. I just don't know enough about Mississippi State. Sounds like we, we don't know anything. No. <laughs> I why you say college football is all over the place right now. Like the, the I do think bets, you're right there. The, the three bets I do have is somehow Arkansas is uh, – or Georgia's favored by 18 and a half over Arkansas. And Arkansas has had already two big wins on the season. So I took Arkansas plus 18 and a half. Um, Ole Miss at Bama, 
I took Ole Miss plus the points at 14 and a half. And then I took um, Cincinnati over Notre Dame. I like Cincinnati over Notre Dame. Yeah. Only minus two as well. Um, yeah, I like that. Uh, I I like the uh, the Arkansas bet too. Yeah, I mean, um, when you, get, you give them that many points, I'm like, kind of have to. A lot of points. Yeah. That is, I mean, geez, that is three scores. That's crazy. It's crazy. Um, the other one that intrigued me too was Ohio State only minus 15 at Rutgers. I know. I kind of wanted to bet on that game. I, I might. I Because those three I did as a parlay. I might bet Rutgers plus the points with, against Ohio State just for fun to root for them. But uh, – I, just, I don't know. I think Ohio State's going to start fucking blowing people out again. Probably. Just a feeling I have in my heart that's I mean, falling I mean, apart. That is ingrained in us. So Yeah. An innate, an innate uh, feeling at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Alabama only uh, 14 and a half point favorite. Not only. Alabama 14 and a half point favorite over Ole Miss. That, I think, is going to be the funnest game to watch all day. Oh, my like, God. So Lane much Kiffin, offense. What's the over? So at? much offense. Only 58 and a half. I, uh, Over under 50 and a half? Sorry, I'm sorry. That was Rutgers, Ohio State. 79 and a half. 80 yeah, okay. points. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh Might God. take that. Might take that over. I kinda, those, that's one of those overs <laughs> that's like so high you have to take the over. Right. <laughs> Just to root for points. Oh See if it'll God. happen. Oh, that's fun. That is fun. That is, I mean, that's like the two, probably top two quarterbacks in the country right now, right? Yeah. yeah, Corral for sure. And Lane oh. Kiffin coming back. Yeah, I Lane love Lane Kiffin too. Oh, my God. He's the best. I love it. He's the best. All right, that's all I had um, for, yeah. for bets. Um, trying to think. I know. I'll probably put in uh, that Rutgers plus the points and uh, that Bama Ole Miss over day of. I'll make that a day of bet. But uh, those there's gonna be some fun games. I mean, Arkansas, Georgia will be fun. Ole Miss, Alabama will definitely be a fun game. Michigan, Wisconsin. I mean, that will be an interesting game at least. Learn a lot about Michigan to us. from it. Yeah, yeah, interesting to us at least. Um, I think that I I think it's gonna be like a classic Big Ten game. It, it could be like twelve to nine. Not possible. I, I'm almost thinking about taking the under on that game. I think it's under at like forty. Is low forty three and a half. Yeah. Um, I'll be interested to see how that line changes too. I, I saw it flip to Michigan minus one and a half, like it's right gone, away. I feel like it's gone back and forth. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there, but now it's minus two uh, Wisconsin currently. Um, so we'll see what happens there, but I, I'm excited. I mean, this is like, this is one of those big tests for Michigan, right? It, it's their first real big test. I think, um, this is a classic Michigan game as well, where it's a huge game for Michigan going into it. But then if they win, it's, you know, Wisconsin stinks and they're not that. Yeah. Good, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they lose, then how do you lose to a Wisconsin one and two team? Right. right. That's the lose lose. It's a lose lose situation, which it seems to always be for Michigan. Mm-hmm. So that is, uh, that's how it always goes. That's how it goes. So, 
All right, um, but we'll, we'll we might have something out later this week as well um, before uh, before it goes out here. Want to give a shout out to Truly as well. You know, no tailgate this week, but uh, we appreciate Truly for uh, for hooking it up for the first uh, the first four weeks here. It's been, I tell you what, I am tired. <laughs> I am tired. It's been a grind. <laughs> for you know, so I don't throw the word hero around often, but heroes. I think we are heroes for for tailgating four straight games and being there the whole time. Uh, I'd say MVPs uh, out to us. MVPs out to Truly for sure. I'm gonna still drink a Truly in honor in honor this weekend. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, to. got a shotgun a Truly before kickoff. Absolutely, absolutely. So. I think All it's right, the well, post-game tailgates that, that hit very, very hard. I had, a, <laughs> I had a very long Sunday of just sitting on the couch watching football, feeling like a huge piece of shit. <laughs> we, well, I don't know when or why we decided that, yeah, we, we're going to just open the tailgate back up for post-game. But it was, oh not, it was a great idea, but a terrible idea in the same sentence. Right. For sure. So, um, but Hey, I'm excited for, uh, for a little away game action. Um, you know, mm-hmm. check out our socials, uh, too. You can follow us on at blue by 90 on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at blue by 90 podcast on, uh, YouTube, That's YouTube, it. YouTube. Um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, we'll be very active on the socials this weekend with, uh, you know, with an away game, obviously we won't be going to the game, uh, you know, as we usually are. So, Excited for that, Um, but uh, check us all out, and uh, we will see you later this week. Go Blue. Go Blue. Go Blue.